Hello, welcome. What's up? Reinforced Running Podcast. My name is Rich Ryan. I will be your host. Today, we have Annie Doobie on the show. Annie's coming off of a very successful season, but with a lot of ups and downs throughout. She's fresh off of a fourth place finish at the World Championships in Abu Dhabi. I spent a majority of time talking about that race in particular and just the season as a whole and, and what she's looking to do uh, going forward and, and the next season. So uh, if you listen to the show before, I'm sure you heard Annie on this show plenty of times. Great to chat with her. Talked a lot about ins and outs of training for this. So let's just get right into it. Here we go. Annie Doobie. All right. Annie Doobie's here. About two weeks removed from the World Championships or so. Yeah, just about. How things feeling? How how'd you feel? Uh, how you feeling physically? How you feeling about the trip as a whole? Because last year you went and then you were like just over there for like a yeah. long time. This was, seems like it was more like a business trip for you this time. <laughs> yeah, it was short and sweet. I uh, I would have like done something afterwards, but um, any everyone that I had talked to um, was kind of just making a quick trip of it and. I wasn't going to like travel there alone. I'm like, I'm actually like a big solo travel person, but it's a little bit different over there. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, like, <clears throat> we chronicled your trip quite a bit last year when we, when we talked on the podcast. So if anybody's interested in all the ins and outs of it, go back in the archives, take a, take a listen. But, uh, so you're off of a fourth place finish at the world championships that is your second top five finish in a row um so how are you feeling about the race in general how do you feel about like that kind of outcome um i feel like satisfied with it i'm not like overly happy or disappointed um <laughs> i don't know it's kind of it's kind of like a weird a weird way to end the year it seems like um just my whole season in general was kind of like uncertain at all times and like I didn't mm. really know like how races were gonna pan out and um this one in particular like I didn't feel super excited about it for some reason and I was just like kind of like the travel and everything seemed like such a burden this year especially like with Spartan having at first told us that they were gonna send us and then like a few weeks before the race telling us, Oh, never mind, like you're on your own. So that was kind of stressful. Um, so yeah, I didn't really even know if I was gonna go until like a few days before I went. So <laughs> that was kind of strange. But yeah, that's not great. It's not what you want for a championship lead up. <laughs> yeah. It didn't really feel like a championship per se. It felt more like a cool race in another country. Um it didn't, it didn't have the same, like, I don't know, epicness, I guess, as, like, last year. Um, I think just, like, it being such a quick race and also mm. not – it being, like, in, like, a less exciting um, – I don't know, like, this, the scenery and stuff wasn't as exciting as last year. And then the only other world championship I've done with Spartan was uh, – Tahoe in 2018 and 2019 and that was like just such a cool place to race and like such a cool vibe that I almost feel like everything else is a bit underwhelming. <laughs> so 
So can we start with the travel a little bit since this was your second time heading over? And last year, obviously, things kind of came together for you. You did do the camping last year, right? Yep. <laughs> so uh, that in general was seemed to be kind of a disaster for most athletes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like from comparing this year to last year from travel, like what kind of things did you implement this year that you learned from last year or that you thought kind of paid off? Um, actually I did, I did it kind of similar this year. I went like just a few days before, um, like enough time that you like, that I had a few days to just kind of like let my body sort of adjust. Um, and even if like, I knew that there was a chance I wouldn't necessarily adjust to the time, but like just having time to rest and like sleep, even if that means in the middle of the day, like um, I thought that that would be important. And that's, that's what I did last year and it worked pretty well. Um, and then this year, same thing. Um, but this year was like, I had, I knew that we would be staying like, in a real hotel in the city um, and then just driving to the venue. So it was a lot less like, it was like less stressful, but also less like, um, like less exciting. And so last year it was like this, we were like venturing into the unknown, didn't know what to expect. It was kind of like. Almost literally, right. It was like three hours of driving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was telling, like, it was funny because this year, Almost everyone who went wasn't there last year. So, like, I felt like the whole time I was just kind of comparing the two and, like, telling everyone how different it was. Like, this year, um, you know, we just drove, like, half an hour outside the city and we were just on this desert resort. It was, like, a very different vibe than last year where we drove, like, three hours. It was, like, we reached the end of nothing and then like drove another two hours like in the dunes um (laughs) and we saw like wild camels and like really cool like things that you probably wouldn't see anywhere else in the world um versus this year was like a a little bit less exciting in some ways but i i do understand why they changed the venue like it made a lot more sense um in terms of just getting more people there easily (laughs) um but yeah so um, I'm th- I've been thinking about this quite a bit for the travel. The, uh, the high rocks world championships is in um, England this year. Right. Okay. So it's going to be a bit different from last year, which was, was domestically. So uh, I'm getting a lot of questions for it. I don't exactly know how to tell people how to prep for it. And that's like England's what, six hours from East coast time, I think, or five hours. I don't what, know. What was the difference between what was your time change in for Abu Dhabi? like a ton right it's like 11 or 20. yeah oh, so that almost like flips it yeah so in that case you kind of mentioned it before is like do you think it is just better to to try to get there just sleep whenever you can or to give yourself enough leeway so you can kind of adjust or what do you what do you think makes the most sense from a performance standpoint honestly i think the best thing to do is get there and like like drug yourself <laughs> until you can just like sleep like eight hours, whether that be in the night or even in the day. Like, cause I, the first night I got there, um, it was like pretty late at night. I fell asleep really easily, but then, and I didn't like take anything and I was up probably three hours later. And then I was mm. just like up 
for the day until like that afternoon or early evening. And then I was just like dead again. Um, but then that next night I was like, okay, I'm going to take some Benadryl and like try and sleep through the night or at least like sleep a decent amount of hours. Um, and that worked a lot better. And then I was like, pretty, like pretty well on, on the time zone after that, like night of like almost sleeping through the night. Um, and that's what I would recommend to people. If you, if you can get there, like two or three days before, um, I would just say like, especially that first night, I think like, even if you're super exhausted, like take a Benadryl or something, because otherwise you're gonna, you're going to fall asleep and then you're going to wake up at whatever time your body uh-huh. thinks it's time to wake up. And for me, it was like, I think I was up by like four or 5 AM because I just like felt like it was like dinner time. Like I was, uh-huh. and so I woke up and I was, there was like nothing open. So I just had to wait until like breakfast place open basically. Um, what day did you get in? Uh, I got in, I think it was like, t- yeah. Either Monday night or Tuesday night, I forget. And it was Saturday this year, right? Yeah. Because it was yeah. Friday last year? Yeah. Okay. So I had like one more day, yeah. Um, it was Saturday evening, so um, yeah. So you had, okay, so you had that much time. Um, and with the evening race, does that, is that, so now I'm trying, is that better then? Because I guess it would be like a morning time race. I mean, if you're used to running like super early in the morning, then yeah, probably. Cause like we ran at four 30 PM their time. So that was like, I don't know. It was like three. That's no good for anybody. Um, they started it late again. Is that just for the temperature? I think so. Yeah. It's really, really hot there in the daytime. Like I know that the beast racers, like the age groupers were struggling like big time. Cause they ran at like nine in the morning and it was a long race and out in the sand exposed the whole time. And yeah, they, they looked pretty rough. <laughs> so I think, I think it just, yeah. To like make it. So we, um, you, we weren't like dying in the heat. It made sense to start like right before sunset. And then at least like mm-hmm. it was early here, Colorado time. Right. But it was, I could still watch it. You know, it started yeah. like 5 AM or something like that over here where the men started. Yeah. So maybe that's another reason. It's like another perk of viewership, but I don't think they care about viewership, but anyway, it was nice to have, mm-hmm. it was nice to be able to view. Yeah. Okay. So t- taking at, at least, four days you think what would be the minimum you think would be that you that you could um, reasonably expect to to i don't know perform at like 90 percent. i mean for me i'm someone who like kind of needs sleep and i don't typically sleep super well the night before a race so for me i would say like two nights before like the night before the race would be ideal at least because yeah like, um yeah, a bit of time, but like some people arrived Friday, which I think is crazy. Like I was staying with Chris and she got there like in the middle of the night on Friday. <laughs> Saturday. Um, she was just like, whatever. She's like fine. one of those cyborg kind of like crazy people who doesn't need sleep. So 
I, I need sleep too. Like I, even just to operate day to day, like, Oh my God, I only got like six and a half hours. This is a terrible day. Yeah. But, uh, but the, so getting there a couple of days early to give it to uh, the way I would think about it, it's like giving myself more chances to like, to kind of nail it because yeah, the day before is tough no matter what. The other thing I would say is like that first night or first day or whatever I was there that I ran, um, my legs felt terrible. Like huh. I was like real worried because um, they were super like sluggish. And if I felt like out of shape that first day, even though I went from altitude to sea level, which I was like expecting to feel amazing. Um, and I didn't. So like just giving your body time to like adjust to after being on, like my legs were pretty swollen and my feet were swollen. So just like letting that have time to flush out, I think is the other thing. Um, when you're traveling like over 20 hours to get somewhere, it's like, it does a toll on your body. Did you kind of execute like your normal taper, like a normal week leading into, or was it more just kind of feeling out how you were feeling, what you could do? Yeah, it was kind of just like working around the schedule. Like I ended up having to take two full days off. Um, Like it was like, I want to say, Uh, yeah, well I left, I left like middle of the day Monday and I think I got in like a quick run right before. Um, and then I didn't arrive in Abu Dhabi until like really late Tuesday night. Um, and then I didn't like really do much until the following evening when it was like Mm. cool enough to do something outside because we don't really want to run there in the middle of the day. So um, yeah, it was like two full days off, which I don't, I don't usually do, but you kind of have, you like, you kind of are forced to do that when you have such a long travel. Um, and the flight's that long, like how could you even do anything? Right. Yeah. So I ended up doing a workout like later in the week just to like get a little bit of something before mm-hmm. the race, um, which is also different than what I'd normally do. Normally I would do a workout like early in the week. Um, but it worked out pretty well. Like after, after doing like a, a quicker um, like interval workout the next day, my legs felt a lot better. So I that makes sense. That worked out pretty well. Yeah. Have you, have you tried to implement anything different coming from, cause this was the year, when did you move to Colorado? July. July. Okay. So um, are you still adjusting? You think, are you feeling like, okay? Um, yes. Because I actually, I had like altitude sickness last week, which is so ridiculous. Coming home, just (laughs) just Um, in like your kitchen. It was like, I think a combination of such bad jet lag. So coming home, it, my flight, like my travel was over 30 hours. Oh my um, God. Which is ridiculous. Um, So that, I think that combined with like going from, sea level to like I live above 7,000 feet like smashed me I was like sick I had chills I was like feverish my sleep was horrible I was like sleeping from like really like in three hour increments at like random times um so that was like my whole week last week that's the other thing you got to think about with these like big travel races like um coming home is like a struggle you can't really expect to be like 
a normal functional human <laughs> for like a few days when you get home because it's just it's like the travel's so rough. I would imagine most people get sick. Like it's probably hard not to even even without an altitude adjustment. Just like traveling for thirty hours, yeah, and, not, and your sleep is kind of a mess for a week at this point. Right, right. That's what that's what sets me off anyway. It's like if I get bad bad sleep multiple days in a row and then a huge effort. Yeah, you're, it's not looking good. Um, but coming down from from altitude, like leading into a race, have you have you done anything different, or do you just kind of like do the same and just like on race day, you're like, feel, feel better. Um, what do you mean? Like, so like I've been trying to do something that's a little bit harder in terms of just so to get my breathing, my respiration rate up a little bit more. I felt, I felt like I get a little disoriented when I get to sea level at first and I really kind of put an effort on and I don't know if it's just in my head and like these events that I'm doing now, they're all indoors, which is kind of weird to, to like breathe at like a high level. So I try to do something like, you, you, Thursday and Friday, something that just be like, I don't know, minute pickups or one three to five minute like tempo piece just to kind of breathe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if that helps, like helps me like actually adjust to sea level. But I was just curious if that's something you, you've, you've felt or, or done. Um, I, ha- I haven't done that until this race. Like typically I just do – um, like the day before a race, I'll do like a really easy, like shakeout. And then I'll do like drill strides, like that kind of stuff. Um, so I'll do like some pickups, but they're pretty, pretty short. Um, but for this race, it, yeah, like a couple of days before I did, um, like a shortened workout. Um, and I do think it helped because I was, I actually like going into, it was expecting to run like much slower paces because I was, well, first of all, I was doing it on the sand. Um, and so, and I haven't run on sand like in a really long time I've run in like the snow, which I guess is kind of similar, but, um, so I was expecting my paces to be like what I run in the snow here, (laughs) um, at altitude. And then I got there and like, I was like, Oh, I can run a lot faster than that. Oh, great. Um, Which was like, actually like a nice little confidence boost too. Um, and it was like, I really going into that race, wasn't sure where my fitness was because, um, like when, I don't know, when winter started here and like the temps dropped and we started getting a lot more snow and stuff, I felt like every day was a struggle. Like workouts were like way harder. Um, and even like easy days felt hard, which like wasn't necessarily like, confidence building so um so getting there and like having that workout be like feel like pretty easy I was like oh okay I I feel pretty fit (laughs) um that's good like it was it was a nice like I don't even know if like physically it was super helpful but definitely mentally it was so let's transition into into the race then because coming into like you said it's a little bit uncertain Mm -hmm didn't really have this thing circled. It sounded, it seemed like that the year was something that you would want to do, but wasn't some, something necessarily that you were completely excited about or quite sure like how it was all going to play out. Mm-hmm. And then when the race went off, <clears throat> so it was, you know, Lindsay, of course, Emma, Emma didn't make the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, Esther, who has been really kicking butt. Yeah. And did she race last year? She didn't, right? No, she didn't race last year. I haven't raced her since 2019. So at, at Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Did she also drop out that year? 
yeah, we we dropped who made, out together. Who made, who made it further? Right, yeah, right. <laughs> And that, yeah, it was like a funny story. But. Uh, and then Aly- Alyssa, who uh, you finished in front of last year. So those seem to be the, yeah. the athletes that, and then uh, like Yanka Popova and um, mm-hmm. oh, El Rookie Stevenson. So like some like good athletes out there, but mm-hmm. the race separated into four of you guys right away. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it looked like you were aggressive and you're being very assertive. So was that kind of the plan where you're like, I'm just, whatever happens up front, like I'm going. Um, it wasn't necessarily the plan. Uh, that's like, it's actually like not really like me to do that. But, um, I woke up that morning in the race and like felt really good. And I was like ready. To, it was weird. Like I felt really ready to race. Um, like, like all day it was kind of like dragging on and I, I just like wanted to get there and like start. And so by the time we started racing, I think I was just a little bit like pumped. I I was just, I just wanted to go. And I knew that like it being a super like 10 K distance, I had to be, I had to like put myself in a more uncomfortable place than I'm used to with like the longer mountain races that we've been doing like pretty much all year. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I did kind of go out hot and, um, but I, I felt pretty comfortable. It was, it wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was overworking. Um, last year it was, it was interesting because last year I felt like everyone went out really hot, like for, for the length of the race. And I, I felt like I was struggling to just hang on to the front pack. Um, and eventually I did have to like break back because, I could feel my body like overheating. Um, and it was just way too early for me to like feel that, that kind of pain. Right. Um, versus this year it was like, I, I didn't even feel that, um, that way ever really. I felt like pretty comfortable. So. Cause yeah, the super distance definitely throws a wrench into a champion. Like, yeah, like I said, it has been beast. It was blue mountain was a beast. Kelowna was a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess like OCR world championships was a big race. That was a 15 K and three K is not even comparable. So it can't really even toss that in Utah. Um, did you race Utah or no? No, that was one that you, that was right. That was one that you missed. Um, so when was the last like super, was it Asheville? Last year, twenty twenty one, that you that was like a competitive race that you needed to kind of put yourself in. I don't even know. Um, probably, right. probably it right. Like so long ago, there's got to have been another one, but well, because you missed slow. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess probably. I think wasn't what Big Bear was a. Oh, super. Big Bear was, a was super. like a very different kind of race. <laughs> right. with that type of steepness and those inclines it's like you're not running fast yeah yeah this actually like surprisingly um abu dhabi this year i felt like it was pretty fast like we were running fast paces like i mean there was some parts that were in the deep like sand dunes that were like obviously a little bit slower but aside from that like we were running pretty fast did the, the sand feel different closer to an urban area than it did like way out? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, um, it was much easier to run in 
when we got like on the far side of the course, like in the back portions, um, not really sure if, if you guys saw that or not, but it was beautiful. That part reminded me of last year. That was, that was tough to run in, but it was, it was like a short part of the race. It was not like the majority of it. Um, mm. so yeah, I would say like for the most part, it, I felt like it, it was, we were like running a pretty, pretty quick pace. And so as, as the pace went out, cause it looked like you guys could, could run. It looked like you, it didn't look like a slog. Um, it looked yeah. like, yeah, you guys broke away and that was, that was the pack then. Where did Lindsay kind of move away? Was that pretty early or was she in sight for a while? Um, it wasn't super early. It was like, I don't, I'm trying to think when that was. Maybe like half, like, yeah, like close to halfway. Um, or maybe a little earlier. I don't, I don't really remember, but, um, but once she broke away, like she broke away, it was like, first she was just with us, like, or even behind me at some points. And then suddenly she was like, just like gaining distance and like break, like the, the gap was growing like really quickly. It was one of those things where I, I just knew, I knew that she was on fire that day. And like, if, if I even tried to go with her, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> she, she seemed to look the best that I think she looked all year. Uh, she yeah. ran really well in blue mountain as well. So like she, she really kind of came into really solid shape toward the end of the year. For sure. Um, yeah. So then racing these other two, these other two women, again, you had, you raced with Alyssa last year. She was ahead of you at the spear. You hit your spear and then you ran that second part portion of the, of the race together. And, and essentially you outran her in the back, right? Her and Emma, you, you ran away from more or less um, to finish in second. So how did it, how did it play out with her? Were you, did you know, were, were you aware of how she raced this being the second time that you've had like some, uh, some like, closeness with her in a race or, or were you thinking about how that was going to play out at all? Yeah. I knew that she would probably be the one I'd be like racing. Um, just based on last year, like, uh, she's so, she's probably like the strongest runner of all of us in the sand. Like mm -hmm. she, she lives there, um, and trains there. So like, I mean, I don't think any of us are really getting out into sand dunes regularly. So right. like that, that's huge. Um, just like having that, that like skill. Um, and so, so yeah, I knew, I knew going into it that she'd probably be the one that I'd be like battling with mostly. I, I knew Esther was probably a stronger runner, um, but wasn't sure. Like I haven't raced them very, very much. I right. heard, I heard that in Greece, uh, she like struggled a lot on obstacles was like failing tons of stuff. Um, so I knew there was a chance that like that would happen. Um, so like there was that, but, but yeah, I knew that like, I'd probably be racing Alyssa the most. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Um, we were, we were racing like side by side pretty much the whole race until I like stumbled on coming off an obstacle and then she passed me. So, hmm. um, and what was it, that? That was like, so they had this, this like obstacle called the rope wall, which was basically just, um, 
a tall wall, like maybe an eight foot wall or something with a rope. It kind of looked like the box that we have in the U.S., but instead of it being like like a box platform, it's just a wall. And then you like, so you just like swing your leg over and then like jump off of it um, as opposed to like climbing down those steps. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I like (laughs) I just jumped. I like rolled over the wall, jumped to the ground and like that was kind of kind of high for me to jump from with like the issues I've been having with my ankle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I was being pretty aggressive though in that race. And like, it it didn't even cross my mind to not like, to like take it cautiously. I just was kind of like jumping off of everything pretty, pretty like aggressively. And, um, and just, and I just, it just like hit the ground pretty hard and, um, had like some pretty bad pain for a few minutes after that. Um, Oh, it was like a shot of pain and then it stayed. Yeah. As you were running. Oh, really? Yeah, It was kind of like, it felt really similar to what happened in Mexico, (laughs) which like, so yeah, it, it was like one of those moments where I, I like, I I don't know. It was like a sinking feeling like, Oh shit. I might've just like, just, yeah. I might not finish this thing now. (laughs) Yeah. I might be going backwards. Um, and so the, the next like few steps I took were like very, like timid and like I was like just testing it to see if I could like weight my ankle um and I could it was just like it just didn't feel very good Mm -hmm. um and we went like right back up a dune like coming off that obstacle and I was kind of like it was like every step kind of hurt and I was trying to figure out like how to get my like foot placement back. It was just, it, it was like a huge rhythm breaker basically. Um, and so that's when she passed me and um, I was kind of like close, close behind her for a while. But I think that she basically, it was like that point in the race, she was gaining steam and I was kind of struggling. And then um, the gap like grew to a point where like, I couldn't really close it again. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like your fitness was really strong. Like yeah. all things considered, like with, with how this ankle has been so uncertain yeah. for basically the entire season. Cause yeah. it was uh Mexico was a race that when, when was that? That was June, June, right. Yeah. And uh, in that race, you, you decided that like, it wasn't worth to keep going. Everything like the, the pain was so, was so, was so much. That it's like, I'm just going to finish in 20th if I finish at all. So yeah. That was that long ago. So it was like half a year ago that it's still kind of been around. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. This ankle thing is like one of those injuries that it's like totally fine a lot of the time. And then I'll like trip on a rock or I'll like jump off a bouldering problem funny or something. And like, then it's like messed up for like two weeks. And um, it's almost like the way I describe it is like, it feels like my joint um, gets stuck. Like it's like my, like where my, I don't know what those two bones are, but (laughs) my foot bone and my like leg bone connect. Like it's like they get like jammed together. Um, And then it feels like, 
just like this like full um like locked up feeling so I have like very little mobility um so like once that happens like like running uphill for example like I have to be on my tippy toes because I have like very little dorsiflexion um and it just it's like it doesn't work properly so that's kind of like what it is and I don't really know how to fix it um we're gonna try something next week that like hopefully might help but um yeah it's like it's just frustrating because I've done like all the things that they tell you to do like I've done months of PT where like we really strengthen like all my lateral ligaments um my foot is like super strong but I still like have issues so it's like not a strength it's not a strength thing yeah it's not a strength thing it's um it's really like I think just like an anatomy thing at this point like my um my joint is like messed up. So Something, something's banging into something else that it shouldn't be kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so like in the, so finishing fourth, right. You finish in fourth with a pretty big gap. I think you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Several minutes in front of fifth, like seven minutes or something. I, I don't think, know. I don't know. Well, I know getting dark right as I finished. And then like, I walked away for a minute and came back. And I was watching, um, there was like a cool battle happening between Chris and Rose oh, and right. then, like Casey made a move and she ended up in front of them. I don't know, but it was like pitch black and these girls were throwing their spears and I was like, how could they even see <laughs> the target? So it was a very strange ending where like we finished in like total darkness. Um, and then you didn't really know like where other people were because you couldn't see anything. And they were seven, eight, nine, I believe, Casey, Chris, and Rose. Yeah, I think um who was behind me? Uh, it was Yanka. Yanka. And I, I don't remember who was and Ulrike, I think. Ulrike was sixth. Um yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. So how do you how do you feel about the, the season as a whole then? Um <clears throat> I think that there were some like great moments that like I'm super happy about. And um, I think other than that, it was kind of like, I just did what I could. (laughs) Um, And for that, like, I'm, I'm happy and satisfied. I'm like, there's, I don't really have regrets or anything. And just um, hoping that next year I can like have more, like be like healthier and maybe like have like more of a, legit like season where I'm not like constantly like taking time off or like changing my training, you know, that kind of thing. And because of that, it seems like this, the season was actually a massive success, you know, com- coming off of last year where you ascended so tremendously, it was kind of set up this year. It's like, okay, what could, what could be next? And to have all of this happen, it would have been really easy. I think to just, like pull the plug or start feeling sorry for yourself or whatever, but to, yeah. to still do this and finish fourth in the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Like when you put it that way, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Um, it's like, I, de- I definitely like wanted to be on the podium. Like I'm not gonna like sugarcoat that. Um, yeah. It was like disappointing to be like pretty close. Like I could, I could like taste it, but 
I just like had like a bad thing happen in the race and then that like took me out of it. And, and to have that happen like a few times this year is just like really frustrating, but, um, but I'm happy with like how I've like, you know, handled everything and, um, I'm happy with like what, what I was able to accomplish. Like, I think like OCRWC was probably the highlight Mm -hmm. for me. Like, um, just, you know, going into like an event that I had never been to before and kind of just like going, going in, going all in on it and, um, getting a podium one of the days and like having a ton of like learning experiences there was really cool. Um, and I'm like, so stoked for that, for that race next year. That's probably going to be like my race. That is like, that is a pretty, I think it's a bad location for literally everybody but you (laughs) that is like an awesome race for you now i'm so excited mammoth is like my happy place um i i know it's gonna be a pain in the ass for a lot of people to get there but i really hope that people come because it's honest like people should make a vacation out of it it is absolutely gorgeous like the lakes are stunning. There's just so much to do there, like biking, climbing, hiking, everything. Um, so I think like, I know the Europeans are probably like, Oh really? Like we have to go to the, <laughs> the yeah, West way Coast. further. Yeah. There's like no good airports and all that stuff. But mm. I think if they make the trip and, and actually like make it like spend a week there, like spend some time, um, mm. it will be so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's uh, what I think Kent did a interview with ORM. He said it like kind of starts at 8,000. It's pretty high. So the town <laughs> itself is above 8,000. It's oh like 85. I think there's parts of it that are like 9,000. So, so yeah, it'd be like kind of like that Mexico, race. <laughs> that Mexico race would be similar to that. Right. Right. But I'm, I'm imagining they're going to make this, I don't know where the venue is specifically, but I'd imagine it's going to be uh, actually on the mountain. On the mountain, yeah, like probably on Mammoth Mountain. So it's going to be pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, not it's like be... a flat forest race. <laughs> right, that was so strange. Um, just at high altitude. So another thing that I feel like just got glazed over the whole year is that you had a really serious injury in the beginning of the season too. I did. Yes, but still, like, it's still very much my, part of my daily ish. Like, it's just like constantly a struggle that that injury. Um, that and one that we know. need for OCR is like you dislocated your elbow. Yeah, in like February, right? January. Um, it was in January. Yeah, I had surgery like the first week of February, I think. So. And the season yeah. starts in March. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever like quite be the same, but I'm, that's the other thing. I'm just like, I think the biggest win for me this year was like coming back from that injury, like how quickly and efficiently, like I was just so determined to like get back to racing that um, like, I was just like, no matter what I have to do, like I'm just getting through this. Um, and it was like so horrible and painful at times, but um but like, I'm just glad that I didn't like let that, let that like ruin my year. Um, and I think this is something that 
just speaks to your success as an OCR athlete in general is like, if there's something that needs to be done, you're just going to do it. Yeah. You know, it's not like, Oh, this sucks. Like I'm not, maybe I'll just wait. Like you're like, Oh, if I, this can make me better. Like I'm absolutely going to do it or try it or whatever it is to take instead of just like, yeah, it'll heal itself. <laughs> so, and then I would send, I, was, I would send you those Brooke Wells clips every now and then be like, <laughs> she had, a, she had a very similar um, yeah. injury and she, wow. she, she bounced back in just about a year as well. Yeah. I mean, some of the movements she was doing like so soon after her surgery, I was, it blew my mind. <laughs> a little worried. <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was really impressive. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm still <clears throat> like basic things like pull-ups and stuff are still like a struggle for me. Um, I'm just like, actually the the hardest thing for me still is like being like in a plank my arms, my left arm just like starts shaking after like 10 seconds. It's just like having it fully extended with like weight on it. Um, so I can't, I can't imagine like being a CrossFit athlete or a gymnast or anything that like requires you to constantly be in that like locked off like overhead. Yeah. Yeah. That's no hand, hand, like handstand walks and stuff. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, it's pretty serious. Um, with the now that you've had your second year on like sand, like what's your takeaway from sand running? Cause you didn't even, you didn't really practice this year. No, I didn't. Last um, year, at least you were on the coast so you could be on the beach or something. Yeah. Last year I was training a lot on the sand, um, which I think is a big reason why I did so well last year. Um, I think the other thing was like I was training in a warm place mm. um, and I was kind of used to the, to the heat. Like I would train like at the hottest mm. time of the day, like dehydrate myself. Like I would like do all that stuff to, to try and prepare my body, like physically um, for what it was going to be like versus this year. I didn't really do any of that. I was like training in like 20 degree weather um, in Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I think that did really help was I like when it would snow out here, I was, I would be like the first one at the trail to be like breaking the trail. Um, and I, I really think that that is honestly harder than what we were doing in Abu Dhabi, like training in, in like fresh snow, especially if it's on like a rocky trail, um, uh. where you like aren't sure what's underneath, um, that kind of, that kind of training it for me, I think is way, way more difficult than running in the sand. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's definitely like something that takes some getting used to, but once I would say that once you like get the hang of it, um, it's not so bad. It's like, it's really more of like a rhythm thing and it's, it requires a lot more like, um, like, de- like you have to be really deliberate with what you're doing with your feet versus like in normal trail running. Yeah. You're watching out for roots and rocks and stuff, but like, you're not thinking about, Oh, should I be like really quickening my p- cadence here or like lengthening my stride here or um, like things like that, which you do have to think about in the sand. It's, it's a lot more like strategic um, even things like where, like what line to take when going up or down the dune, like you always want to be like on the outer edge 
um, that's like where you'll like sink in the less. Um, and sometimes it's like better to, to follow in someone else's footsteps, but sometimes that's worse because it makes it like <laughs> softer. Yeah. Um, so it's like a lot of learning, but once you do it a few times, you, you learn that stuff pretty quickly, I would say. So you're saying how like trails more reactive, right? Like you just change based off of like what you have to do to get through it and, and sand, you kind of have to analyze it a little bit more and like test it out. Is that kind of how you're doing it? Like, oh, let's see how it goes here and see how yeah, this stride changes. Really, yeah. Like in the beginning of the race last year, I had no idea really what, like I had run on the beach, but I hadn't run in sand dunes. That's like a whole different feeling like running uphill in the sand. Um, and so it was like, you're learning as you're racing. Right. <laughs> so at the beginning, I was like, I was trying to always stay like right behind someone else and like follow exactly what they were doing. Um, but sometimes that, that, sometimes that backfires because like with the sand, it's um, like sometimes when someone steps on it, like it will be like more hard pack, but then when someone steps on it, it like, turns it up more and it gets looser so there's sometimes when you really want to like avoid any tracks whatsoever like you want to be like on the very edge of like where the course is marked like um and could you tell visually sometimes you can tell but sometimes it's like trick it's like you can't like it will look like it's harder packed but then you step on it and it's like it's like deceiving Uh i don't know um and then I remember a lot last year, not so much this year, but last year, you'd be like bombing down a sand dune and it'd be like super soft and forgiving. And you could just like flail, like just kind of right. <laughs> just going like super fast and like without any care. And then suddenly you'd hit like this hard section and it was almost like jarring because you'd be like running in this like gravityless like almost feeling and then suddenly it's like oh my god there's hard ground (laughs) that's a concrete (laughs) yeah exactly so that's that's like another interesting thing that you don't necessarily think is gonna happen but yeah and that's where the advantage like to me like yeah you're in colorado now you get trails snow it's beautiful it's amazing to run out here but like Alyssa and sergey like training on sand dunes sounds awful that doesn't sound fun at all um, yeah, I mean, they seem to love it, which is like interesting to me. I don't know. They also are from Russia. Maybe it's better than Russia. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, it's like very, yeah, apples to oranges, I guess. But, um, but I don't, I could never, ever live there. Like it is so hot and like, you just don't ever want to be out in the middle of the day. And we're there in December. Like, <laughs> right. like in the summer like i i just don't i don't get it um, yeah at least they'll paid off for for them this it's all worth it these couple of races that they've been able to get on the podium i guess but yeah i'm not interested yeah. um so next year it's there again but 3k format we think right that's what i was told um so what do you think for next year? Where does this put you now? Like, like it's weird. I mean, we've talked about it a lot, but like just how things are so going to be so different that like, where's your mind at? Because like, yeah, you made this great ascension to this and you're, you're 
you have like the spirit of an, an, an adventurer and like it, like these races speak to that for you quite a bit. And then the competitive part is just like a nice little byproduct and uh, we're yeah. losing that quite a bit. So uh, where's your head at for next year? Um, <clears throat> as of right now, I'm leaning towards like doing some stuff that like I've kind of always wanted to do, but, um, but because I was like committed to doing like the Spartan national series or whatever mm. it was, like I kind of wasn't focused on like, um, like this year I, I mean, aside from injury, like I was pretty, pretty focused on just doing the national series and like OCRWC and um, Spartan worlds and stuff. And then like, I would do some, some trail races like here and there, mostly just as like training for the other stuff. Um, and I think it'd be really cool to maybe pick a few like bigger, like more competitive trail races and like train for them. Um, and like actually see like how I would, how I would, like do against some of these like really good trail runners. Um, if I were to actually like focus on that. Yeah. Um, which so ones are you thinking? Uh, I haven't decided yet. There's so many. I, I wrote down a list of like every single race I'm interested in. And it's like two full pages long. <laughs> <laughs> All domestic. Um, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually like I would say predominantly like like Western U.S., like Colorado, Utah, like that kind of area. Um, I'm still waiting. Like I know Solomon has like a big race series that uh, that they haven't like they haven't released the schedule yet. So that one I'd be interested to pick some from because um, I know that like that draws a lot of big athletes. Um there's another series that's like predominantly in Utah um, called the Cirque series that I did mm. one race this right. year and like really, really liked it. It's kind of like, at least the one I did felt like um, kind of like a sky race where we ran up um, this peak at a basin and we like the way up, it was like you start on a fire road, but then you, like traverse the side of the mountain. So you're like off trail. Um, and then you go like above tree line and then it's kind of just like a straight shot to the summit. So you're like power height. It's kind of just like a steep, like exposed Ridge. Was it like over, was it about 13? How, how high did it get? It was like, yeah, like 12, five or something like oh, okay. that. So it wasn't all rocks at that point or was it? Yeah. It was like, above all rocks. yeah. Yeah. And then you, and so, yeah, the race, like you go straight up that and straight down it and there's no trail. So like, it's kind of like a free for all. <laughs> and so like, there's people like, you're like hitting people, like going up as they're coming down. It's kind of like, you know, carnage, but I liked, I really liked it. Um, and then they take you down some cool single track on the way down. Um, so more of that kind of stuff, like just like cool, like mountain running um, there's just so much to do locally too, where yeah. like I wouldn't have to like travel so much. And, um, I think that's appealing to me, mm -hmm. but I am like, I don't know. I'm excited to see like what Spartan decides and like 
what the series looks like and maybe pick a couple of those too. Um, just cause like, I don't want to necessarily count myself out of this new format. Um, I just no. don't think I want to like focus on like for that to be like, Oh, I'm going in on this three K and like, yeah. if that doesn't go well, like that's it. I don't want to, I don't want to have that kind of like, um, like under end all be all kind of thing with, with that race. So, I mean, with the returning pool of athletes that I don't think that this three K format is going to like propel someone who may have been finishing like, you know, six, seven, eight, all of a sudden to be in the front. Like, I think like the same, like, so like, I think you would go and you do well. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think if anything, we might see, unfortunately, I think a lot of people are just not going to do it. Right. Which makes me sad. So like, I think it will be like a thinner field. Um, But we might see some like, I could see like some like ninja type people coming in if they have like a bit of a running background, just because like the one K pre, <laughs> I know literally no running. So if you can like sprint for a a decent pace and like do obstacles at high heart rate, like you'll do pretty well. And I could see a lot of the, those kind of people being good at it if they're interested. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it might not take that much running. Right. For someone who can get like, you know, 20 miles a week, two speed workouts or something like that. They would probably don't even have to be that fit from a right. running perspective. Yeah. 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 And then look, it's a three can get murdered. Yeah. So silly. So silly. I, yeah. I'm wondering if like they'll ever come around to that being like, not like it's not, it doesn't really make much sense. No. Um, and I wonder if, like, after the first race, they might be like, okay, this this wasn't really the right approach. <laughs> maybe, like, maybe they'll, like, change it on the fly. We'll see. But uh, we might be giving people too much credit <laughs> that, like, they could make it a thousand. Then it might just end up being the same people anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I bet the format will be fun. Um, it was just going to be, like, not to, yeah, like, travel to Jacksonville from Colorado and then travel to whatever Palmerton from Colorado. It's just like, it's not going to be that much fun to, to warrant something like that. I mean, it's like you're traveling to these really cool venues to race like around the festival circles. Yeah. Which like you could do anywhere. So I could see like me personally, I'll probably, what I'll end up doing is just choose races that except like venues that excite me. Um, and like, I would like race the traditional race and then maybe try the three K as well. Um, and like make a full weekend out of it. But I don't know if I would be really interested in like traveling all around the country or all of North America to like, race for 20 minutes like it's just it's like a very weird concept to me but well you are undefeated in spartan cross yeah so i mean you got to come in as the favorite for sure and what if what if that starts happening right like what if these races they're they're 
like say they take it from 3000 for a US national series, right? And they make it like 5000, right? And like yeah. you you like win one, you're like, oh, maybe <laughs> uh maybe Alabama would be all right this time. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, that's why I don't necessarily want to count myself out. I just um I don't know. Like I'm I've really kind of changed my mindset this like in the last few weeks where I'm like I don't know there's there's been a lot of races that I've gone to simply because it was like part of a series or like because you know that's where the competition is or whatever and I don't know like not that I regret anything but like I don't know if that necessarily excites me anymore I think I'm I more just want to do races that like the actual race excites me or the venue excites me. Um, and so I don't know, like obviously prize money is a huge draw. Like <laughs> yeah. um, that's like, it's easy to, to like say, Oh, I'm just going to do races for fun. But, um, but yeah, at some point, like prize money is nice, but like, I just don't know. I don't know if I want to like, put pressure on myself to do really well at these like short format races and completely change the way I train and like kind of take some of the joy out of what I really love, which is like just kind of like playing in the mountains, um, which isn't necessarily like, I don't know how that would, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe that would help me in the 3k race, but I don't, I feel like it wouldn't necessarily be the intuitive way to train for them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like if I was to write a training program for someone to do a three K like and qualify for one K's, you'd probably be doing a lot of flat running. Yeah. A lot of fast stuff, you know, um, which that, I think that could probably help your, your mountain fitness. True. Yeah. Go the other that way. Definitely, that would be like a good, it's like almost like, a reason for me, like in the, in the past like year or two, I haven't had like a huge reason to do like super like 800s like like, track workouts or anything. Um, but I think this is like, it's kind of like an excuse for me to like get back into that, like speed. Um, it's like work on work on that stuff that I haven't kind of been neglected <laughs> yeah it's like a different feeling right like the feeling you're gonna need to push into for a 20 minute race versus yeah. a 90 minute race it's like you gotta sharpen up probably a little bit for it yeah but, um <laughs> yeah so that'll be interesting let me just see how that, that all plays out we still don't know dates right we're thinking spring maybe. Uh, so steve said to me that the earliest race would be like end of april i think okay well that's nice yeah we get a decent off season which like we've been asking for for a long time (laughs) yeah now we're getting it so i think that's another thing i'm just like capitalizing on some time off and like um maybe do some like fun cross training this winter and and then like come into next season like more fired up and less burnt out and stuff (laughs) well what's nice too is like the season that you had was just so up and down um, and you still were able to maintain a level of fitness that was, that could hang with the elite of the elite. Mm-hmm. So like knowing you could just like kind of chill for even like a couple months probably and, yeah. and put yourself back in that position pretty, pretty easily. Whereas like a season where it was 
injuries literally from the start yeah. and you still managed to, to come out in the, and where you did is pretty remarkable. So congrats on that. Thank you. That's on that. Um, yeah, we'll see for next year, see what's going on on the, all that. So, um, yeah, I think that's really all I got. All right. So make sure to give, give you a plug on socials and the whole deal, but I uh, appreciate you popping on. And again, congrats on a great season. Thank you.